0: Join us for our free online webinar on how to apply this amazing process to your gardens and fruit trees. Visit urbanfarm.org to sign up. That's urbanfarm.org. Do you want to save money at the grocery store? Eat more organic, whole foods? Cultivate food security and feel more connected to the earth? If so, then growing your own food is a no-brainer. You wouldn't believe how many people come to me claiming that they can't grow their own food
1: Here's your host, Greg Peterson.
0: Today on the Urban Farm Podcast, we have Ocean Robbins of the Food Revolution Network to talk about his Food Revolution Summit. At 15, Ocean was the co-founder of the Creating Our Future environmental speaking tour, on which he and three other participants spoke in person to more than 30,000 students, presented for 2,000 people at the United Nations, and opened for Jerry Garcia, and his band in san francisco in 1990 at the age of 16 ocean founded yes an organization he directed for the next 20 years with the goal of connecting inspiring and mobilizing visionary young leaders worldwide he has since spoken to hundreds of thousands of people led hundreds of retreats workshops and jams for the leaders in over 65 nations written books, mentored, and learned from changemakers, and been a creative partner and lead editor for several bestsellers. Ocean has personally spoken and facilitated leadership gatherings in Jordan, Israel, Palestine, Singapore, Costa Rica, Russia, Finland, Canada, and the Netherlands, In 2012, Ocean founded the Food Revolution Network, which now has more than 32,000 members working for healthy, sustainable, humane, and delicious food. All this, and he is an active and proud father of special needs twins, a lover of life, and a human being who is trying to live in a good way on the earth. And we can hear this in the passion that he speaks with. Welcome to the show today, Ocean.
2: I'm thrilled to be with you, Greg.
0: Thank you for being here. I'm very excited. So let's just dive in. We're talking today about the Food Revolution Summit that you have coming up. What and when is this summit?
2: Okay, so the summit is virtual, so people can participate from anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. And it's taking place April 29 to May 7. And then if listeners are hearing this after this, uh, those dates, you can sign up to listen in still later and catch some of the content on replay. But this is the maybe the biggest uh, live public event in the history of food. We're expecting more than 300,000 participants. Wow. um, from, From probably basically every country on earth. Right. And we're all coming together for one purpose. We want healthy, sustainable, humane, delicious food for everyone. Or I guess put more succinctly, we want a food revolution.
0: Nice. So that's pretty powerful language, food revolution. Tell me about that.
2: Okay. Well, you know, we hear the word revolution used. It's bandied about all the time, and it can be used for everything from a violent uprising to a new brand of razor blade. In our case, what we mean by a food revolution is a fundamental reinvention of the core operating system of food. The way I look at it is that Mm. food 1.0 is about survival. If you can get enough calories to fill your belly in food 1.0, then that's success. Uh, in food 2.0, the central goal of food is commerce. It's about buying and selling of goods. Mm, right. And there's a lot of money made in food 2.0, but unfortunately it's morally bankrupt and it's creating a food industry that is more ruled by the dollar than it is by our well-being, by the planet, by ethics and basic yeah. integrity. Amen to that. So now we need what I call food 3.0, where the central oper- operating principle is about health. Health for us and health for our world. And I think there's plenty of profits in food 3.0, it's just that we want healthy profits to be made from healthy food. Mm -hmm. So the food revolution is about uh, saying no to a toxic food culture. It's about saying enough is enough to a food system that leads to one in three kids getting diabetes in their lifetimes, that that leads to two-thirds of our population overweight or obese. Mm -hmm a food system that was uh, just recently declared by universities at the, or uh, excuse me, researchers at the University of Washington, uh-huh. to have killed 672,000 Americans last year, wow. the American diet. <laughs>
0: that's
2: uh, that's saying, sad. Yes, real healthy food that can help us prevent heart disease and cancer and right. diabetes and Alzheimer's and obesity and live more vibrant, healthy, fulfilling lives. Yeah. Uh, This is not just theory, this is actually practicable and doable. We have thousands of medical studies published in peer-reviewed scientific journals that tell us clearly that we can radically transform our health outcomes with simple shifts in our diet. If, If there was a drug invented that could do what a healthy diet will do for us, you would see trillions of dollars being made off of selling it. Right. You'd see advertisements everywhere, but uh, uh, the the good news is we're not dependent on some wonder drug. We can take this power into our own hands, and that's what the food revolution's all about.
0: And that, the, it it really becomes someone's responsibility to figure out their food and their health on their own, because you know, we really can't trust the powers that be that'll to you know to lead us in that direction. Don't you think?
2: Well, tragically, we've got a food industry that often acts like your health didn't matter and we've got a medical industry that often acts like food didn't matter, Yep. and we've got a government that's more accountable to its donors than its voters, mm-hmm. which means it's serving the status quo rather than the possibility of what can be. Yeah. So the food revolution is about reclaiming, but the good news is you don't have to do it all by yourself. Yes, we have to claim the power in our hands, mm-hmm. but we don't have to get there all alone. And so the food revolution summit is about bringing together some of the brightest, clearest, sharpest minds in the world of food, the people who are on the leading edge of scientific discovery, and who can communicate that in a way that can help you and people all over the world to apply what we're learning in our own lives. And uh, that that's what it's all about. It's about action, right? Uh, knowledge yeah. without action is, is kind of useless. Um, and yeah. the truth is, we all have a lot of food knowledge today, but what are we actually doing with it? You know, we know more about food and health than any people in the history of the world, but we keep getting fatter and sicker. So the Food Revolution Summit is about not just what to do, but also how to do it and helping people apply it with some of the top experts in the world.
0: So I, I can probably take a guess at this next question, but I really would like to hear you say it, and it's why did you create this event? Like, what's your big why behind it?
2: Well, my big why is I am just heartbroken with how many people are suffering when they don't need to be? Mm-hmm. I mean, my own family story is is a case in point. My my grandpa joined together with his brother-in-law to found an ice cream company. It was called Baskin Robbins, uh-huh. um, and uh, it became the most successful ice cream company in world history. My dad John was groomed from early childhood to one day join in running the family company, and he grew up with an ice cream cone-shaped swimming pool in the backyard. Uh-huh. And, 31 flavors of ice cream in the freezer, Uh Uh, and then uh, when he was in his early 20s, he was offered that chance, and he said no, and he he walked away from a path that was practically paved with gold, as well as ice cream, to, as we jokingly say in our family, follow his own rocky road. He went (laughs) on to become a best-selling author, writing about food and health, and inspiring millions of people, and the media called called him the rebel without a cone. Now, oh what some people don't know is that one of the reasons he chose to walk away from the ice cream path and and become a health advocate was the death of his uncle Bert Baskin, uh, my my grandpa's uh, brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad's uncle Bert was a one of the most successful entrepreneurs in American history. He had a family he loved. He had tremendous wealth, but he died at the age of fifty-four of heart disease. Wow. And he left his wife a widow and his kids fatherless. And you know, my dad took a look at his, his Uncle Bert on his deathbed and said, you know, he knew his Uncle Bert was a beautiful man and he also ate a lot of the family product. And my dad said, you know, I don't wanna spend my life selling a product that's gonna contribute in some way to more kids, like my dad's cousins, mm-hmm. you know, losing their dads and more families being broken. Wow. And you know, he knew, of course, one ice cream cone's not gonna kill anybody, Right? But he also knew that in the long run, the more saturated butter fat from commercial dairy products and the more sugar people eat, ultimately, the more heart disease there's gonna be in the world. Yeah. And he didn't wanna spend his life contributing to that. So he, he chose a very different path. Although, mm-hmm. the, the the happy part of the story is that at the age of 72, my grandpa was uh, suffering some serious health problems of his own. And uh, was told by his doctors he had a very short time to live. He was suffering from diabetes and heart disease, and uh, as well as major weight problems. And uh, he changed his diet in response to his doctor's advice. He read my dad's book. Oh my gosh! Diet for New America Uh changed his diet and wound up getting off all of his high blood pressure and diabetes medications. Lost 30 pounds. His golf game improved seven strokes. And he ended up living 20 more healthy years. And he accomplished that by uh, giving up ice cream and sugar, going on a mostly whole foods plant based diet. And he got the the predictable results that we've seen over and over again from actually millions of people. And, um, you know, when I look at my dad's uncle, who I never knew because he died before I was born, and my grandpa, who was one stubborn cookie, but who, uh, you know, had the courage to make a pretty radical change late in his life. And we see that one of these men passed, and the other one wound up having 20 more healthy years. We realize that our food choices are really powerful stuff. You know, they're more powerful than any drug or medicine that's out there in many yeah. cases. And um, you know, it can take a bit of time, but the results are profound. Yeah. And we've seen in our family what can happen when we follow the standard American diet, and we've seen what can happen when we make a change. And I am passionate about sharing this message with as many people as possible because I want people to be healthy. I want people to have the joy of being around long enough to dance at their grandkids wedding.
0: Yeah.
2: Being able to have uh, you know energy to go through the day and mental clarity and vibrancy. And I think we all deserve that. And I'm I'm so saddened when I see lives cut short, when I see people suffering, when I see kids growing up thinking it's their fault that they're sick and lethargic and miserable and overweight. And they don't realize that they're they've been uh, fed a, a crock of, you know <laughs> you know what, yeah. And uh, we've got a food industry that is actually not only uh, driven by profits, but making people addicted to junk food. Yeah. You know, sugar isn't just added to foods because it tastes good. It's added to foods because it's addictive, and people will come back for more and have cravings. If you've ever had a craving for something and felt like you were eating it when you didn't want to, well guess what, sugar can be more addictive than cocaine.
0: Wow.
2: And so this stuff is real, and it's not just addictive based on flavor, it's based on what it's doing in your brain. And so I'm passionate about helping people to have food freedom, mm-hmm. to step out of that addiction, and to empower ourselves with knowledge so that we are not pawns in somebody else's profit-making game. And we become empowered participants in creating the health and the lives we deserve.
0: Nice. Sounds like a great revolution. So Ocean, you are expecting over 300,000 people to attend the event this year. Why is that significant?
2: Well, it's significant, Greg, because every one of those people is a human being who is fed up with toxic food, who is perhaps sick of being sick or sick of seeing so many people sick and who is hungry for change it's significant Mm -hmm. because there is a revolution building and the fact that this many people are excited about participating in this summit is proof positive Mm -hmm. that we are becoming a powerful force for change in the world that is shifting the course of how food is produced how it's processed how it's marketed and and of course how it's consumed and i think that's thrilling but here's the other reason it's significant every single person who participates in this summit is going to gain Valuable cutting edge insights that they can use in their life. And that's going to translate into less heart attacks, less cancer, less people forgetting the names of their loved ones because <laughs> they've got dementia. Right. It's, it's going to translate into something else too less pesticides being sprayed on our farms. It, it's going to translate into less animals being tortured in factory farms because we're going to be advocating for a more humane food production system. It's, it's, going to translate into less farm workers dying at the age of 49, which is the average life expectancy in the United States for farm workers um, because they're contaminated with neurotoxic pesticides on the job day in and day out. Mm -hmm. It's going to create a more ethical, more healthy, sustainable future where we're going to have less carbon in our atmosphere and and less climate change because you know what? Cows are impacting our climate more than cars because of the way we're producing livestock right now. And so as we step into a food revolution, we're changing all of that, and we're creating healthier bodies, healthier communities, and a healthier future.
0: Nice. So, how does this make you feel? Well, it makes me feel thrilled, honestly, because uh,
2: because I feel this urgency to the times we're in. And I also feel so grateful that I get to be a part of doing something that contributes. Yeah, you know, Greg, there there's so many things in life that are heartbreaking and that we we feel kind of powerless in the face of. You know, when we look at homelessness and war, when we look at refugee crises, and when we look at um, you know all the people who are suffering in the world who who don't have their basic needs met, when we look at poverty and famine and and we can feel so small sometimes before some of the problems that the world faces, uh, but but there are some places once in a while where we can make a difference. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And when we find those, it is so gratifying and it is so fulfilling. And I think it's even more special when the same choices that are good for us turn out to be good for the world around us. And so this is one of these places with food where we can help so many people to bring their lives into alignment with what they want for their lives, and with what they want for the world around them, mm-hmm. and that congruence, I think, is is part of what's thrilling to me. You know, there's a lot of diet books out there and a lot of diet programs that focus on human health exclusively, and that human health is awesome and critically important. Right. What I'm interested in is a food revolution that recognizes that we want healthy people and a healthy planet. Mm-hmm. That and that that we want sustainability. We want we want a way of eating and a way of living that truly nurtures our dreams for our future. And the food revolution to me is all about that congruence. And it's recognizing that you cannot nourish your body on a sick food system and except expect to derive health from it.
0: So Ocean, tell us about the summit this year.
2: Okay. Well, one of the things that's uh, happening in this year's summit is they were interviewing a lot of the top health and food experts on the planet, from doctors like Sanjay Gupta and Joel Furman and Mark Hyman and Neil Barnard to um, you know many other leading visionaries, Dr. Vandana Shiva, who's one of the top experts on bringing uh, global food justice into yep. the world, and Saru Jayaraman, who is uh, highlighting the fact that many of the people in our restaurant industry who put food on our tables. Don't earn enough money to put food on their own, because the minimum wage for restaurant workers is two and a half dollars an hour. Um, so many of them survive on tips alone. And more than a third of the sex abuse uh, cases reported in the United States are in the restaurant industry, there's a tremendous amount of abuse and and violence that goes on because these women have no recourse because they're dependent on tips for their very survival. Right. And So we're looking at these issues. We're interviewing Nathan Runkle, who's talking about mercy for animals and the fact that animals in factory farms today are treated with obscene cruelty and how antibiotics are are used in order to keep those animals alive under terrible conditions. And now we're using 80% of our antibiotics in factory farms. So he's going to talk about how this all creates this circle of lunacy where antibiotics are being rendered impotent. Mm -hmm. Where 30,000 Americans died last year from antibiotic resistant bacteria, which was fueled by antibiotic resistance that was generated in our factory farms. So when we treat animals this way, it kind of comes back to haunt us in a sense. And we'll be looking at the way that treatment of restaurant workers leads to workers who are working sick, which is why many of the cases of foodborne illness that happen in our restaurants oh, yeah. um, directly from workers who are sick but they can't afford to take a day off
1: mm-hmm. because
2: their livelihood and their family's ability to eat may depend on them working even though they get sick. And so the sickness spreads straight to the customer. And so we're gonna be looking at how these things work and how when you participate in creating a positive change, you create benefits and ripple effects for yourself and also for your ethics and values and for the world around you and it's all connected.
0: Nice. So, is there any one or two speakers that you're really excited to hear from this year?
2: Oh, yeah, I am. I'm excited to hear from Dan Buettner, um, actually. He'll be speaking on the first day of the summit. He has been the lead explorer for National Geographic as they have, and he's written books about the blue zones, Mm -hmm. which are the places in the world where people are documented to live the longest, healthiest lives. And he's identified what he calls Blue Zones in the world, which are you know places where people live dramatically longer than even um, you know places in their own region, other people in their own region. Uh-huh. And uh, he's looking at what do these people have in common, and guess what? There are about five things that people in the Blue Zones all have in common. It's fascinating. Oh, interesting. Um, and we're not talking about some fad diet here. We're talking about people who are eating traditional ways that they've been eating for centuries. right? And in many cases, I literally mean centuries. There are people there who are over 100 years old and that's considered normal. And uh, this is uh, Okinawa, Japan, and we're talking about Loma Linda, California, and Sardinia in Europe. And you know, it, it's an exciting thing to learn from real world examples. And these people are eating generally a whole foods plant-centered diet, Mm -hmm. not necessarily exclusively vegan, but with their diet based around plant foods. They eat real, natural, whole foods. They also have lots of exercise, and it's built into the fabric of their lives. They don't necessarily go to the gym, but they have to walk long distances between places, so they just exercise regularly without even trying to. They also have strong social networks and relationships and a strong tapestry of social connection. And uh, they're also in communities where elderhood is respected. Uh, where it's considered a good thing to be an elder rather than elders being seen as washed up. Yeah. And I think that helps people to feel really uh, like they've got something to live for as they move through their wisdom years.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I find the Blue Zones a fascinating example, but, but here's the most exciting part, is that Dan is gonna tell us about cutting edge work that's being done to create Blue Zones in the United States. Ooh. In places like the city of Los Angeles or Huntington Beach, California, or the entire state of Iowa where governments and restaurants and municipalities at the local and state level are teaming up to create the conditions where it's easier for everybody to do the right thing. Um, The the notion here is that it shouldn't be just up to individuals to buck the tide, to swim upstream, and to live a healthy life. We need to create societal conditions that Mm. stop pushing us in the wrong direction and that start pushing us in the right direction. So he's gonna tell us specifically about how they're implementing it, how they have halved childhood obesity rates in certain cities in California, and how this is working in Iowa, and how we can make our own lives into Blue Zones.
0: Well, this probably leads then into your hope for this conference.
2: Oh well, yeah, my hope for the Food Revolution Summit is, you know, I'll say this very personally to, um, it's very personal mm-hmm. it's there's a lot of people participating but every single person involved is a human being yeah with a story with dreams with struggles and for everybody listening right now you know wherever you are on your path whether you feel like you're a healthy eating champ who wants peers and support and wants to help more people have the benefit of what you what you know or you feel like you're just starting out and you're struggling and you're eating you know, fairly much the kind of food that's around you. Maybe you eat a little better than the people around you, but you know that you got some room for progress. Wherever you are on the journey, I want to support you, I want to light a fire in you, I want to empower and galvanize you, and I want to help you take advantage of what we're discovering today. Because, you know, cancer is not a product of bad luck. It's a product of choices.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, Less than 10% of cases of cancer are caused by genetics. are caused by a combination of diet, lifestyle, and environmental factors. And quite frankly, the same could be said of heart disease and probably even Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. So we are not at the mercy of these forces. We have immense power with the lives that we choose to live. And so I want to help everybody who's participating and everybody who's listening right now to, to be able to have that flame lit inside you that says, you know what, the status quo is not acceptable. You know, we all have this some moment when we say no more, you know, never again, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna go on that track. I'm not gonna eat my way to misery and suffering. I'm not gonna dig my grave with my knife and fork.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm gonna choose to plant seeds of hope and possibility. That's what I want in my soil, not a tomb. And when we stand for that possibility, our lives take on a richness and a beauty. And food is an opportunity. It's sacred, it's precious, it's beautiful. Every bite we take literally connects us with all of life. And so I wanna help restore that sense of reverence, that sense of magic and wonder and beauty and possibility to our food lives. Mm-hmm. So that they become an opportunity
0: to truly live what we love. Well, you got me smiling over here, That's I'm on board. <laughs> so give me three things that people can do to improve their health. Okay.
2: Well, I mean, I just um, spoke to the big three factors in cancer and heart disease and so many other health issues. I said diet, lifestyle, and environment. So let's, mm-hmm. let's talk about those and let's talk about a tangible thing you could do in each case. So, with diet, um, you know, the, 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 the medical literature is pretty clear when you look at the studies. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have thousands and thousands of medical studies conducted over the last uh, couple generations. And they all point essentially in the same direction. They say we need to eat less sugar, less processed junk, less animal products in general,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and more whole plant foods, unprocessed, as unprocessed as possible. Yeah. So, you know, that's the thing. Eat more legumes, nuts, seeds. Real food. Uh, uh, fruits and vegetables. Yeah. And less processed stuff, and especially less factory farmed animal products. Mm-hmm and you'll get a lot of results. That's number one. Number two is lifestyle, which basically means two things. It means don't smoke and get exercise. And the kind of exercise you want isn't the kind where you force yourself to check it off on a list and be like, oh, all right, I did my duty and I got my exercise today. You wanna do exercise that actually is fun, that you can't wait for, whether it's dancing or being a part of some kind of group. A lot of times it's social gatherings that we repeat whether it's working out at the gym with a, with a buddy or a, a, a friend or, or whether it's you know going to a regular aerobics class or whatever it may be, you wanna have something that you, you get into your routine that's mm-hmm. regular. Uh, or uh, myself, I have a bike and I love to bike uh, all my local appointments. I don't drive, I bike and it keeps me uh, moving, you know? Right, <laughs> I exactly. I love it and I get fresh air and it's just fun. Um, so whatever it is, building in exercise and then environment has to do with you know reducing your exposure to, to environmental toxins and your toxic load, and there are so many ways this this matters and shows up in your life. Um, and so um, you know one of my top favorites is to to get a good source of water um, that you can drink and enjoy. You know um, soda, we all know that soda consumption is linked to obesity and diabetes and heart disease and all sorts of health problems. Right. And so I always say we want to get away from sugary sodas Um, but fruit juice isn't a whole lot better to be honest with you Um, but we really want to be drinking more of is water and and also tea and and coffee to be honest is pretty good too Mm -hmm. from a um according to a lot of medical studies um but water is what you want to base base around and uh and you want good water that you enjoy drinking that tastes delicious and that doesn't cost an arm and a leg so uh, as more and more people are buying bottled water, you know, our landfills are filling up with massive piles of plastic. And um, so what I recommend is have a nice way to transport it. Have some thermos or some kind of clean canteen, stainless steel container that you refill multiple times a day. And uh, and then a good source of water. And you know, one of my favorites actually, if you go to foodrevolution.org forward slash water, you can find out there's a, there's the most economical um, uh, countertop based reverse osmosis unit that I'm aware of on the market oh, the nice. test results are tremendous and mm-hmm. the price is about half what you pay anywhere else for something of this quality um, and we've gotten great feedback on it. So again that's foodevolution.org forward slash water if you want to check that out. Um, but whatever your method is just get yourself hooked up with a good water source because water is often contaminated. Uh, city water. Of course, there's chlorine, but there's also, there could be lead. There could be all kinds of toxic chemicals from from our farmlands on through environmental pollution. And uh, you just don't want to be taking that into your body. But at the same time, you do want to drink good, healthy water. So having a source of water that you can enjoy the taste of and it doesn't cost you an arm and a leg is a, is a pretty good step.
0: Yeah. Nice. So how does this summit work logistically? So if I wanted to You know, jump in and learn from the summit. How does it work?
2: Well, you go to urbanfarm.org/forward/slash/summit, and again, that's urbanfarm.org/forward/slash/summit, and Mm -hmm. then you can uh, you can sign up for free. It's completely free Um, from April twenty nine to May seven. Every day, there's three interviews broadcast uh, at eight, nine, and ten a.m. Pacific time. Mm -hmm. You can join in the broadcast, or you can listen on twenty one hour replay afterwards and you catch all these interviews where uh, my dad and colleague, John Robbins, interviews you know, 24 of the top food experts on the planet. I'm hosting it all and after every interview, I'm on live for a take-it-home wrap-up where we talk about what we just heard and then interact and I answer questions and give away prizes. We'll be giving away Vitamixes and lots of other great resources. And uh, so join in, I'll participate in the live broadcast if you possibly can, mm-hmm. otherwise listen on replay. And you can sign up totally for free. And so that's basically the core of it. And and then we'll also send emails with special updates and resources and tools. And with every speaker, if you're inspired by their work and you want to connect with them, there's links to their website so you can learn more and get engaged with them. And then we also offer a totally optional upgrade package for people who want to own what we call the empowerment package. Uh They can own the transcripts and the MP3 recordings for life for an additional, you know, modest fee Mm
1: -hmm. and
2: and that's available and it comes with a whole collection of really powerful bonuses from our speakers and partners just to really support you on the path and that's totally optional. It's not one of those things where it's like, oh, you get a little tiny bit for free but really we're trying to sell something. It's like, no, we're about making this available to the world and we also know that some people want to own it for life, not just for a week. And if that's the case, then the Empowerment Package is how we help. You know, it costs a lot to deliver a summit for free to 300,000 people, and we're able to finance that with the empowerment package for those who want to go further. So you can invest in our mission and help us grow further, while also investing in your health. If you want to take that step, and if you just want the totally free summit, then that's awesome too. Perfect,
0: perfect. And this is this is your fifth or sixth time doing it, right?
2: Yeah, this is our sixth Food Revolution wow. Summit. We've reached over 600,000 people in the past, of course. This is our biggest yet every year it yeah. just keeps getting bigger and uh you know honestly i think we're just getting started <laughs> it's you know it's, it's pretty exhilarating to realize yeah. the impact that we're that we're able to have on on so many people's lives and yeah. th- th- this is because you know people hear about it and they get excited and they tell their friends and it just it grows and it spreads like wildfire right. the interesting thing is that um People don't just sign up for the summit and then tune out. That's common with a lot of online summits, but in our case, you know, we had over a million hours of live listening time last year from people who wow. participated in the summit and really, really tuned in. So people are hungry this information, for, for this information and they're soaking it up and absorbing it. Yeah. And, and that's such a good feeling because you know, we put a lot of work into this and I just love knowing that people are using it. That's what it's for. Yeah. It's, there, it's there to be used, it's there to be shared.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show and sharing this with us today, Ocean. It has been a treat getting to chat with you.
2: Absolutely. My pleasure. And uh, for everybody listening, again, go to urbanfarm.org forward slash summit, and you can sign up right now.
0: Perfect. Summit runs from April 29th to May 7th, and we will see you there. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for joining us on the Urban Farm Podcast. and start growing delicious, nutritious food for your family. Just text GARDEN to 44222 or go to iwanttogarden.com and you will receive our free webinar about the seven key factors you need to know to grow your own food. Remember, that's GARDEN to 44222 or iwanttogarden.com.